It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is a Thursday edition of East Coast Bias right here on FanDuel TV and, of course, on the Ring of Gambling feed. Uh, I made it back from South Florida in one piece. That's right. John Jastrzemski alongside Joe House and Raheem Palmer will have you all set for Week 15 across the board in the NFL. It is a dud of a Thursday night game. However, to make up for it, We will have not one, not two, but three games on Saturday, as I like to call them the relationship killers, because you have to inform your significant other that, oh, yeah, in addition to Thursday, in addition to Sunday, in addition to Monday, now I got to watch three games on Saturday. So it's a good thing I'm going to be away uh, this weekend. But boys, I got to start here. We have not done a show since that Monday night debacle. House. I've seen a lot of crap going to games. Don't get me wrong. I've seen my fair share of devastating losses for all of my assortment of teams. In a regular season game, to be a 14 with four minutes to go is a 13.5-point favorite. And to lose that game outright, that's some of the craziest crap I've ever seen between the Dolphins and the Titans. I had no words after that game leaving Monday night, dude. None. Well, JJ... I'm very glad that you're there in one piece. It seems like your mental health has recovered. I just have one question for you. What happened to the Vic Fangio defense? Now, I know there's injury. I know the safety's got dinged. But what happened to that defense? That was game-winning time. I still can't really – I watched it. I can't say that I enjoyed it. But I I really don't uh, uh, have a good explanation. Will Levis looked like the second coming of John Elway out there, buddy. He sure did. And Raheem, you know, the Dolphin defense has been playing lights out these last few weeks. I know they didn't have Jalen Phillips. I know they were down two starting safeties. But that game with the Titans basically giving Miami the lead in the fourth quarter on the fumble and then the botched pitch from Derrick Henry and Will Levis. I'm sitting there with four minutes to go, and I'm like, holy smokes, if you bet Miami laying 13 and a half, you're going to cover this game, and you have no business covering this game. And I I don't know. I think the Dolphin defense stopped playing a little bit. I think you saw that on that first drive. Then they had no answer for DeAndre Hopkins. And credit the Titans. They went for two. They got it. They made plays when they needed to. And the team that was spunky and better coached on Monday night found a way dream to go win that game. And now there are major ramifications 
for the Dolphins as far as the number one seed. And not only the number one seed, what they did by losing that game to Tennessee Dream, they have opened the door for the Buffalo Bills to maybe go and steal the AFC East. Yeah, they definitely have. That was about as a bad as a loss that you're going to see, considering that the Titans were really trying to give that game away. But it said a lot about this Dolphins defense. I know they traded all that for Jalen Ramsey, but they might need to get their money back because I don't know what he was doing out there. And DeAndre Hopkins absolutely dominated. It's just a tragic loss. I mean, when you look since 2016, teams down 14 with under three minutes to go were 0 and 767. So the one thing I wanted that stood out to me is the fact that the Tennessee Titans actually had the balls to go for two. They went for two to cut it to a six-point game, and they actually got it done. So that shows you that the analytics actually work in that situation. But Tua's got to play better. At the end of the day, we talk about Tyreek Hill looking like an MVP and how much he means to that roster. But Tua's got to play better. And when Tyreek Hill went down, it kind of changed a lot of that game. No doubt about it. And that's the problem now for Miami moving forward. They're down a bunch of offensive linemen. We'll get to this when we do best bets a little bit later on. Connor Williams, their center, has been playing great out for the year. Hunt, Armstead, they didn't play. And when you took the blankie away, Raheem, you're absolutely right. The Miami offense sputtered. And I think moving forward for them, they got to rely on that run game a lot more to open some things up in the passing attack, to maybe take some pressure off of Tua and take some pressure off of that offensive line that's been holding it together all year. But now you're seeing some cracks in the foundation and they better shore it up quickly, Miami, with Dallas on Christmas Eve, Baltimore on New Year's Eve, and then maybe a game for the division in Week 18 against the Buffalo Bills. Now, guys, there's a lot to dive into here from a playoff perspective. And, I don't know if you feel this way, Raheem. If you're going through these matchups this week in week 15, I feel like we have so many games, playoff team or playoff contender against another playoff contender, whether it's Tampa, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, Minnesota and Cincinnati, Detroit and Denver, like up and down we go. So we got a lot of games to have a whole lot of meaning this week. And we'll dive into all of them over the next couple of minutes. I guarantee it. Uh, whether it's Minnesota, Cincinnati, big game for both teams. Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Maybe that's a loser leaves town match in the AFC. You got Denver and Detroit. Uh, you got a big one on Sunday night with Jacksonville and Baltimore. Buffalo and Dallas. Monstrous, monstrous game in the 425 window. So how's we kind of know where we stand now in both conferences, right? Like in the NFC, you know, San Francisco's in the driver's seat for the one. Philadelphia, if they take care of their business, they'll they'll surpass Dallas, assuming Dallas doesn't beat Miami and Buffalo in back-to-back weeks, which is going to be a tall order for them. And then we'll see, all right, the NFC between Minnesota and Green Bay and the Rams and Seattle, who's in and who's out. AFC, Looks like Baltimore's got the inside track for the one. Uh, and I think Kansas City, when it's all said and done, is going to find their way to the two. And then everything else will kind of shake out from there. But how as we go into this kind of like final four-week home stretch in the NFL, if there's a team, if there's a storyline, if there's, if there's something we should be looking to pinpoint here from a wagering perspective, what do you have your eye on? I still, and we covered this a little bit on the Monday podcast, but the team that that I find most compelling 
that really has a, a kind of opportunity here to salvage uh, a season. It's the Buffalo Bills. And there's still, you know, very good odds for them just to make the playoffs. But I think the, the win the division odds are live now. And we should pull those up on the FanDuel Sportsbook because I like Buffalo this week against Dallas. Dallas has been playing in the comforts of home. They've been playing, you know, on, on their fast track. I think going in December from the, the, the warm confines of, of Jerrillville to Buffalo for a 430 game where it's going to be dark when they, when they kick off. That's a different kind of football than what the Cowboys have been playing. Now the Cowboys, I have so much respect for. They've made us a lot of money here on this podcast. And, you know, we were on them pretty good. Last week in that Eagles matchup, but I just think it's a tough spot for them. And what Buffalo has left with the, 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 the Chargers, and I think they have a Patriots game in there, and then potentially the division, they already have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins because they beat the Dolphins' butt earlier the season. Man, Buffalo winning the division? I think I'm going to get on those odds, JJ. Well, I have the odds in front of me right now. And, and Raheem, I want to ask you about this because to House's point, Miami beat up Miami with a very tough final four games. Buffalo, healthier. Buffalo, all of a sudden now that Charger game, it's it's Easton stick. Not that Herbert and the Chargers have been lighting the world on fire, but you're talking about a backup quarterback playing that game. Then you also have New England. I know they lost to New England earlier in the year. The Buffalo Bills are not losing to the New England Patriots twice. You want to explain to me why Miami, even though they don't have the tiebreaker currently over Buffalo, How's Miami still minus 430 to win the division? That seems too high. Well, they have the New York Jets this week, and they're heavy favorites in that game. You have Dallas at home, and that, by definition, puts you in a a better position. But then they also have Buffalo at home as well. So they have three home games in which they're likely to be favorite or close to a pick them in all of them. So I think that's why they're still favorite. And Obviously, they do have the better record than the Buffalo Bills right now. So that's why you kind of have to give the Miami Dolphins a huge edge right there. All right, fair enough. Um, House, Raheem, you can get the Bills at even money to make the playoffs. How do you not make that bet? Now, I know you could have had three to one a a week ago. Like, you would have had a much better number. We talked about that number having value. But for anybody out there who's looking to get involved, Raheem, Buffalo with even money to make the playoffs is still a good bet. I, I don't see how Buffalo doesn't find their way to 10 wins. You want to tell me they don't win the division? Fine. I think Buffalo, at minimum, is getting themselves to 10 wins. So I spoke about this with Tate Frazier the other day. I think at this price, I'm not really a fan of it because you're basically placing a parlay on them to beat Dallas this week. They have to beat the Chargers. And you also need some of those other teams to slip up. You look at the Cincinnati Bengals, who are in front of them. They're three and a half point favorites against the Vikings this week. You look at the Colts, like they're in a position against a, a Steelers team who we've been fading all year long. They're favorites in that game. So you need other teams in front of them to lose in order for them to get in. I just think if you're going to play this, you have to play it big or don't play it at all. You play the Buffalo Bills at 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. You play the Buffalo Bills to win the AFC. You play the Buffalo Bills to win a division. I'm not too crazy about that bet right now because they're two games behind, but I think those are the way you play it at this point as opposed to playing it at even money for them to make the postseason. I get that. 
House, I still like it, though, at even money. So if you're looking to add to that portfolio, buddy, I, I like it at even money for Buffalo. Just saying. We've been talking about the Bills because they're the most intriguing team in the NFL, a team that came in with a double-digit win total expectation, an expectation of winning the AFC East, an expectation of competing for the Super Bowl, one of the top five teams in terms of Super Bowl odds. And then they went on the roller coaster ride that they've been on, but they're back. And I think what they did in terms of acquisition by trade to bolster that defense, they're getting healthy again. And I like them at that division price. To me, they have a game in hand. If you look at, because it's a head-to-head against the Dolphins to end the season for the division, and with them already having beaten the Dolphins once, if they can, it all comes down to this game uh, against the Cowboys, from my perspective, because I think they're going to take care of the Chargers and the Patriots. So that division bet um, really hinges on this Cowboys outcome, and I like the price. Maybe a good correlation there. Uh, NFC guys. Good luck trying to figure out those wildcard teams outside of the Dallas-Philadelphia loser. You know, Raheem, we thought maybe the Packers had a cupcake walk over the final couple of weeks. Then they go and lose to Tommy DeVito. Putrid performance by them, especially after taking the lead late. They let DeVito go right down the field, get him in the field goal range. They end up losing the game. So you kind of have a situation where it's Green Bay, Minnesota, the Rams, who you know we're invested in it, plus 450. We gave that out a couple of weeks ago. Seattle in the mix. And then maybe the loser of whoever doesn't come out of the NFC South. Is there a team that we should look at and target, Raheem, over the final four weeks outside of the Rams who we already like? I think you have to target the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and I know wow. we can't we can't quit them, man. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, oh, oh. We can't quit them because I'm invested oh. in them. Can't quit them. Like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm still not a believer in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And when I watched that game last week, that was a game in which the Falcons should have won. And I know Desmond Ritter, he turned the ball over. But the Falcons dominated that game. 23 first downs to 16. Nearly 434 yards to 290. Like, yards per play, 6.3 to 4.3. I don't believe in this Buccaneers team, and I definitely don't believe in Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints. So when I look at the NFC South odds, you got the Buccaneers and the Falcons tied with the same record right now. Buccaneers are plus 155. The Falcons are plus 175. And I like the Falcons. Like, if you ask me, the Falcons have the Panthers this week, and typically that's not a team that you want to bet going on the road, but... I think they have a very winnable schedule. And I look at the the, the Buccaneers, they, they face the Packers, the Jaguars, the Saints, and then the Panthers. And they could lose all of those games. So I'm going to go with the Falcons if I have to pick anybody to win that division. So that's where I'm headed. House, do you have a feel for any of those wildcard teams in the NFC? Anybody you like that you're going to be targeting over the next four weeks? Just on balance, I still think the Packers and the Rams are better than the Vikings and the Seahawks. And so I'll be looking for opportunities in these head-to-head games um, to, to to play them. But at the prices that are there now, they're all the values out of futures for making the playoffs for both the Packers and the Rams I, I, at, at this stage, I think. We got a lot to do here in this Thursday edition of East Coast Bias. We got three Saturday games to break down. There are a lot of games with a whole lot of ramifications. We have thoughts, we have plays, we have picks, all that more. It's coming right back.
Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets when your first $5 money line bet wins. Me personally, one of my favorite bets for week 15 in the NFL, I like the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half over my beloved Dallas Cowboys. I think this is a must-win spot for the Buffalo Bills. We all know this Cowboys offense isn't the same on the road as it is at home with the fast track. So I I like the Buffalo Bills here. I think they get it done. Anyways, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet. There's live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. Dive into the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and up in present and select states. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus is issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. All right, guys, three games, not one, not two, but three games on Saturday. Uh, I can't wait to watch all these games. They all have significant playoff ramifications. Raheem, I'm going to start with game one here, and that's the Vikings going into Cincinnati. Cincinnati, new lease on life. They've won two games in a row. They take on the Vikings. Cincinnati, I expect to be a team that everybody looks to back here in this spot. Minnesota has made a quarterback change. Uh, One thing I'll say about Minnesota, say what you want about Brian Flores and his inability to coach offensive football. Look at what Brian Flores has done with that Minnesota defense. He deserves all the credit in the world for the turnaround and what they've gotten out of that unit over the last six to seven weeks. Seeing three and a half, I kind of feel as if this line, for me at least, it, it pushes me in a Minnesota direction. I feel like Cincinnati's way too overvalued here in this spot. Where do you stand on the Vikings and the Bengals on Saturday? So I 100% agree with you. I think this is the spot to take the Minnesota Vikings. When you replace Josh Dobbs with Nick Mullins, I think it's a good move. Nick Mullins throughout his career, 25-7 and straight up. And he's done pretty well for himself. I know he played with San Francisco, but I just think this is a huge upgrade. And more importantly, You already mentioned it. Brian Flores in that Minnesota Vikings defense is for real right now. They're fifth in defensive EPA play, seventh in defensive success rate, only allowing 40% of plays to grade out successful. And this is a team that's 6-0 and against the spread on the road this season. The biggest thing with this Minnesota Vikings team is that we know Brian Flores, he likes to blitz. They're blitzing on a league high, 45% of their dropbacks. And one thing I'll say about... Jake Browning, he has been playing well, but he hasn't been facing a blitz like this Minnesota Vikings defense throws at him. And you look at Jake Browning, he sees his quarterback rating drop from 112 to 88 and he's under pressure. He's going to be under pressure so much more. He's only been blitzed on 27% of his dropbacks this season. So I expect that Minnesota blitz to get to him. But then on the other side, 
You're looking at a defense which is 26 in EPA per play and 31st in defensive success rate. So Minnesota should be able to find some success here. Justin Jefferson, he got a little banged up last week, but he is playing. That's why you're seeing some threes pop up in the market right now. I like Minnesota. Yeah, fellas, uh, this is going to be a, a family play. And I'm here to tell you, if you're on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, I mean, it's changing by the minute. The number right now is Cincinnati only by two and a half. I like Minnesota uh, at, at on, on the money line, potentially, for many of the reasons that Dream just articulated. I also like the idea of the, the um, Bengals' defense having a hard time trying to game plan for, for, for Mullins. You know, they, they there isn't a ton of tape of Nick Mullins in this offense uh, other than what he did on the drives um, against the, the, the Raiders last week. And I think it's going to be a, a big TJ Hawkinson game. Um, so I, I'm, I'm looking at potentially the Vikings on the money line here. And it's really a function of, the, the variance that's coming from Mullins as a starting quarterback, plus the fact that this Vikings defense is absolutely outrageous. They have allowed the fewest offensive touchdowns in the NFL since week seven, pitched a shutout last week, haven't allowed an offensive touchdown in two weeks, man. They are firing on all cylinders. Uh, I like the Vikings here. Uh, we got a family play right out of the gate. I like the sound of that. I have a feeling game two on Saturday, we are not going to have a family play. And, and Raheem, I, I know you're down on the Steelers. I'm down on the Steelers. We have been selling Steelers stock all season. And we witnessed the last two weeks. New England beat them outright. Arizona beat them outright. Sooner or later, you get outgained in every single game. That's going to catch up with you. However. Now you are going to go and get Mike Tomlin in an underdog spot in a primetime national game and with extra time to prepare because they played that Thursday game against the Patriots. I think Mike Tomlin has absolutely lit to his team over the last seven, eight, game, eight days, whatever the hell it is. I'm seeing two and a half. I'm not a believer in the Steelers, but on Saturday, I am dreaming. I, I think the numbers are probably going to tell a different tale. I expect that you're going to be on Indy in this game. I could be wrong, but I will be betting the Steelers on Saturday because I can't pass up Tomlin getting points in a ticked-off motivational spot, and that's what I see on Saturday. Okay, so you actually are wrong. I'm not on either side. Like, why would why would I play a side here when there's something that's just screaming out to you? You look at the Indianapolis Colts. They are 9-4 and four to the over this year, and they've gone over in six out of their last eight games. You want to guess the only two teams they haven't gone over in the last eight games? It was against the Patriots and the Panthers. These are two of the worst offenses in the league. And you mentioned something interesting about the Steelers having extra time to prepare. We know they played the Arizona Cardinals, and we know Kenny Pickett got knocked out of that game, and Mitchell Trubisky got thrust into the game last minute. We know they had to play the Patriots on a short week. Mitchell Trubisky didn't have a ton of time to prepare. Now you have the long layoff, and you're taking on this Colts defense, which really can't stop anybody. And they're playing all these high-scoring games. We know Shane Steichen, can, he's put together a decent offense with Gardner Minshew. The Steelers' defense isn't very good. So let's just go over 42. 
I'm on the exact same side as Dream here. There is injury uncertainty with that Dallas defense. And by the time this show is published Thursday morning, I hope for everybody's sake that this number is still sitting here at 42 because this is a pure overplay. T.J. Watt in the concussion protocol, Alex Highsmith uncertain. And we already saw the soft underbelly of that Pittsburgh defense. Bailey Zappi showed it to us last week. Uh, but look, the, 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 the problem with backing the Colts is uh, Minshew's beat up. They don't have a run game. And they aren't uh, particularly good at home, except for in one way. They score a lot of points. The team total for the Colts in this game is 22 and a half. The, the Colts have gone over their team total in all six of their home games. They, they, they're averaging 26 and a half points uh, a game at home and scored 27 or more in three straight. So all of this is pushing us in an over direction. Over is the play. As long as the 42 is wonderful, I'd play it all the way up to 43 and a half. You guys ride me over. I love the Steelers this week. I, I I adore them. It's one of my favorite plays. I'll be pushing for it in the uh in the contest. It's just unfortunate Ring of Wise guys here is at 11 a.m. Eastern on a Sunday, so that cannot be one of my wisest wagers of the week. All right, finally, House, we have Denver and Detroit. Detroit limping into this game. They lost to Justin Fields. They lost to Jordan Love. Their defense has been absolutely smoked, but. This line has been moving in the direction towards the Detroit Lions over the last few days. I thought maybe this line would be around three and a half. Now you're seeing four and a half and five in the marketplace. I will go last on this game. House, I will start with you. Denver, who I had last week, who you had last week, they were great to us. Can't believe they had that fraud charger team laying points. What a terrible line by Las Vegas. There's no other way around it. Uh, But the Broncos. Much better as of late. Where do you stand in the final game here of the Saturday triple header? This one's hard for me. Um, the Lions ha- are now 6-0 and against the spread in their last six games following a, a loss. And, you know, they, they went down to New Orleans uh, and they were laying four and a half points down there. And I said, man, you can't lay those points with this Lions uh, defense, the worst uh, secondary in the NFL, but they held on it and they covered by hook or by, by, by crook. Um, I think the way that I might play this one is the Lions team total. It's a 26 and a half. They have, uh, uh, you know, decided, uh, split in, in favor of scoring at home. Um, and I don't really have a, have a feel for this one. I don't, um, want to play. The, the the total or the side, but I might play the Lions team total here, Drain. So I think this is a great spot for the Detroit Lions. And you're looking at this Denver Broncos team, and it they just feel extremely fraudulent to me. And you're looking at this Denver Broncos team who, like, they're just 24th in EPA per play and 30th in success rate. And a big part of their success lately has been turnover. Since week seven, they're six and one, and they've generated 18 turnovers during that time frame. The one game in which they lost against the Houston Texans, they didn't generate any turnovers. So if the Detroit Lions don't turn the ball over, they're going to win this game. And there's another caveat here. The Denver Broncos are playing their third straight road game. Detroit Lions, they're coming home after two straight road games. We know they they lost last week to the Chicago Bears. 
but they beat up on the New Orleans Saints. And I just don't trust this Broncos offense at all. I think this is a good spot to buy low on the Detroit Lions. We saw this line at five. It's going down to four, four and a half. I probably would lay the four with the Lions, but I do want to check out their injury report. Uh, I love Detroit in this spot, guys. And Denver's been good to me, so I feel sorry getting off the bandwagon here. Third straight road game. Detroit, a different team when they're in their building. And I think it's a statement game for the Lions. They don't get many of these primetime spots. They have the division still within their grasp. I think you're going to get a big effort out of them. I really do. The only concern I have is that Jared Goff has been turning the ball over a lot over the last couple weeks. We saw it in the Packer game. We saw it last week. He has got to play much better in this spot. But it's a great buy-low spot for the Lions, and I will be laying the four, and I feel very good about it. Detroit gets it done on Saturday night. All right, let's do one more, guys, and then we'll get to the Sunday night game, and then we'll get to Thursday night football. It's the game of the week. We talked about it earlier and what it means for the Buffalo Bills. Dallas coming off a bunch of emotional games here, Raheem. They had the Eagles. They smoked them. We loved it last week. They had Seattle in the Thursday night primetime game. They played on Thanksgiving. So, like, it's been a lot of national, big stage, primetime type of games for the Dallas Cowboys. This line now is weird. It's It was at two and a half. Now it's at one and a half. I like the Bills. I think the Bills need the game more. I think it's a bad spot for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, but I don't like the fact that this line is working against Buffalo here. So, I lean Buffalo. I will probably play Buffalo. But you are Mr. Cowboy. Uh, what is the play for you on Sunday? So I like the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half. And I think this is interesting because I think you'll probably see Sharps on Buffalo. But I also think you'll see Sharps come back and try to middle this game by teasing the Dallas Cowboys up from one and a half through the key numbers of three and seven. Catch them at seven and a half and minus one. Hope it falls in the middle. But I was going through some numbers today, and the one thing that stood out to me is that this Dallas Cowboys offense, it's very similar to the Cleveland Browns defense. We all know the Cleveland Browns defense, they show up at home, but they don't really show up on the road. They're giving up 12.5 points per game at home and 30 and a half points per game on the road. So you look at this Dallas Cowboys team, it's very similar for them. They're scoring almost 40 points per game at home on the road. They're only scoring 20 and a half points. And you look at this Dallas Cowboys team on the road, they haven't played that well. You're talking about a team who lost to Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals on the road. They got blown out by the San Francisco 49ers on the road. They struggled against the Los Angeles Chargers on the road, scoring only 20 points. And then their last two road games, they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles. And then they had the Carolina Panthers and the Panthers were covering halfway through that game before the Panthers just did Panther things and continued to stink. So I look at this Buffalo Bills team. They are getting healthier. This is a must win game for them. I see this game as a game in which the Buffalo Bills should be able to win this game. It's a must win game. And I think they get it done. Yeah, fellas, I already tipped my hand on this one. I just can imagine Dallas under those conditions up in Buffalo. Those folks, you know, having the full uh, early part of the afternoon to get in prime game time shape. I just think that stadium is going to be rocking. And there are some nice uh, matchup things. Josh Allen um, against uh, man-to-man defense as opposed to zone defense. Most of his interceptions this season have come against zone defense. And 
Josh Allen getting out and running the football, a lot more success in that man-to-man uh, condition, which means to me, let's get on some Josh Allen rushing props. You know he likes to run the ball. It's a great way to keep that Dallas, uh, speedy Dallas defense off balance. But look at us. We're all together here on, on the Bills on, on Sunday. Bills will be a family play. And if you're wondering about the weather forecast, and it could change, you never know about Western New York. Trust me, I lived in central New York for a lot of years. That weather could change quick, and it could get nasty quick. But we're looking at temperatures in the low 50s for that game on Sunday. Take that for what it's worth uh, as you're trying to handicap the big one between the Cowboys and the Bills. We'll come back. we got to play on Sunday Night Football. It's a juicy one with the Ravens and the Jaguars. And a game that, let's be honest, is not so juicy on Thursday night with the Chargers and with the Vegas Raiders. Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick. That's right. That's your matchup on Thursday night. We'll come right back. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. All right, boys, let's do the game that's more appealing first, and then we'll get to this dud of a Thursday night game. House, Baltimore, we faded them last week. I told you I liked the Rams. The Rams easily covered the number. Rams easily could have won the game outright. We know what happened. Baltimore wins in overtime, punt return, and away we go. Baltimore now is on the road. Now, I know they've won a couple of these primetime spots, and I know Jacksonville has not looked great. They really haven't over the last few weeks. and. You know, the health and the status of Trevor Lawrence, the Jaguars losing in Cleveland last week. I'm going to be on Jacksonville in this spot. I, I, I just get the sense you're going to see an evening of the playing field in the AFC. It's been that kind of year. Anytime you're about to crown a team, you get a result, right? Like you get Kansas City going and losing. You get Miami going and losing. I almost feel as if, House, it's Baltimore's turn to have that sort of trip in the sun, and I don't say that in a good way. I I might be nuts here. I know there's not going to be a lot of statistical evidence to back this baby up, but I don't care. I think Jacksonville is beating Baltimore on Sunday night. How about that? Yeah, I don't really have a strong lean in terms of the side. I can can see this being um, kind of hotly contested. What I like about this game is the total sitting at 42 and a half and you have two of the premier quarterbacks in the NFL relatively healthy, right? I mean, whatever high ankle sprain that Trevor Lawrence experienced, he must have seen Kobe's old doctor. I don't know what kind of magic dust he put on that thing, but he moved around pretty good uh, last week. 
Now, I, I think that that both of these offenses have some opportunity here. The the Ravens defense is dinged. Kyle Hamilton has an MCL sprain. He is their do everything uh, safety, and and missing him is a big deal. The Ravens have San Francisco coming up, so they might be in a position to not mess with Kyle Hamilton, let him go ahead and have rest. The thing that that jumped off the page at me with the Ravens in that game against the Rams was they got the passing attack going on offense. We had that big question mark about what was going to happen post-Mark Andrews, and it looks like uh, uh, Lamar and Zay Flowers have a nice little uh, thing going. So I like both offenses here. I definitely have no respect whatsoever for the Jacksonville defense. So the total to me is the thing that that's compelling. The other way I'm probably going to play this just because it's been good to me a couple times this season. The Ravens are 6-0 and against the spread in the first half of road games. They're laying two and a half points as the spread. I'll probably play the, the, the Ravens spread minus two and a half in the first half. So this game is really tough for me because when I initially saw it, I wanted to be all over the Ravens. And House handed on one of the reasons why, and it's because of that pass defense. I mean, you look at last week, the Cleveland Browns put up 31. Jake Browning put up 34 points on this defense. So I'm really not trusting this Jaguars defense to be able to slow down Lamar Jackson, who probably could be an MVP candidate. And I know Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott are at the head of the the odds is right now, but I look at Lamar Jackson. He's a guy who can come through and snatch this thing, especially if he wins this game over the Jacksonville Jaguars and he beats the San Francisco 49ers. And House hinted on the fact that Odell Beckham is playing a lot better. Zay Flowers, like this passing offense is uh, like they're they're incredible right now, and I don't have any faith in the Jacksonville Jaguars to stop them. But there is sharp money on the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're looking at a team who is getting healthier on the offensive line. House already spoke on Kyle Hamilton, the, the Ravens' safety being out, and we saw the Rams pass all over them last week. So I don't have a strong conviction on this, but my lean is the Ravens, but the sharp and the, the, the smart money in Vegas is on the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus three and a half. Well, I like that. I like Ryan with the smart money every now and again. Uh, we'll see if the trend of the favorites finally losing a couple of these games like we saw last week. Maybe it's about to even out a little bit. Maybe we'll see that over the next four weeks. All right, let's get to this Thursday night game, guys. It stinks. I mean, I, I can't sugarcoat it any which way. Battle of five and eight teams. Vegas laying two and a half at home against the Chargers. The Raiders have been definitely more feisty and competitive under Antonio Pierce, but they struggle to move the football. Now we're going to see Easton stick and the Chargers with a different quarterback. Um, Raheem, I don't feel great about this game at all. Uh, I'm going to go last year because I want to see if you guys have a feel. I have a lean. I don't love it. Uh, but any which direction you'd like to go here for Vegas and the Chargers on Thursday. So both of these teams can't score. Chargers and the Raiders are 10-3 and three towards the under this season. Highest rate in the league for games that have gone under the total. You look at games in Las Vegas this year, 1-6 towards the under. Easton Stick, he stinks. I mean, this guy is garbage. He was garbage in preseason. He was garbage last week. 13 of 24, 174 yards. He had that fumble. I expect Mac Crosby to be able to get to this guy. I mean, this Chargers offense wasn't good. When Justin Herbert was there, 17th in EPR per play, 19th in success rate. 
And you got to downgrade them heavily with Justin Herbert out. So I don't know if that, ne- that necessarily lends itself towards a play to- on the Raiders either because Aiden O'Connell was horrible as well. This guy is dead last in EPA per play and 29th in success rate. So when I look at this game, I see it under. But what I do see is that this is going to be two teams that probably move the ball, but not necessarily efficiently. So I like Devontae Adams. Over five and a half receptions. We know he's going to get a ton of targets. That's what's happened since Aiden O'Connell has been in the lineup. So you look at this is a guy who's getting 31% of the team targets. So I like his over receptions, but I also look at this Chargers team and look at Austin Eckler. When when Justin Herbert got injured last week, he got a ton of targets. So I like his reception props over and I also like his receiving yards over 26 and a half I think those are the way to target this I don't necessarily like playing a side I think at 34 and a half with the total everybody knows this is kind of like a, a, a lower scoring game but I don't think you're getting a ton of value on it so I would probably go with those two props I gotta be creative because this game stinks. I like it Raheem I like it bro house how are we breaking this game down it's got to be the same kind of way that the dream is selling it. You, you, I can't play the side or the total. I can't play a total at 34. I'm looking at the Raiders team total, which is at 17 and a half. They've been under that in 10 of 13 games and under that in six of seven Aiden O'Connell games. And the Chargers defense has looked pretty good against bad offenses. They shut out the Patriots. They held the Jets to six. And they allowed uh, uh, 13 points to Tyson Bajan and the Bears. Uh, you know, that that's not that different from Aiden O'Connell in this uh, Raiders offense. The other thing that I'm going to pick up on, and, and hopefully these two are, are not mutually exclusive, I like the idea of uh, Aiden O'Connell bringing in um, his tight end, Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer, you can get uh, him on FanDuel. Over 18 and a half receiving yards. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if that moves. But as, as we're sitting here taping right now, over 18 and a half receiving yards, the prop for him has closed in the 20s for seven straight weeks. So this is a, a Chargers defense that's okay with giving up passing yards to tight ends. They've allowed 60 or more yards to tight ends, uh, each game this season, uh, in terms of average. So, I'm going to play the under on the Raiders 17 and a half and maybe something on this Michael Mayer prop. I like it with Michael Mayer. Might even sprinkle him to go and score a touchdown. And guys, listen, the way I see this game is simple. I have one team where I know the motivation is going to be there. Vegas has played hard in all these games. They may not be quality. They may not be easy on the eyes. They have fought. They have scratched. They have clawed since Antonio Pierce has become the interim head coach. I have no idea what the effort level is going to be from the Los Angeles Chargers. Not that the quarterback is done for the year. I, I know it might be a public square play, but you know what? I'm going to ride with the squares in this one. I think Vegas gets themselves a victory at home against the Chargers, and we hold our nose. All right, guys, we come back. We'll get to the weekend in the NBA now that the in-season tournament is done. Stuff that we got to monitor, all that, our best bets, all that more on East Coast Bias right here on FanDuel TV. Hey, 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so from an NBA standpoint, guys, Draymond Green continues to get booted out of these games. This is now his third ejection. The Warriors are clearly scuffling Raheem. There's no doubt about it. Now, there are going to be folks who make the argument, hey, the regular season doesn't matter that much to them. They're a team that needs to be gelling when the year comes to a close. They have so much postseason experience. Blah, 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 blah. But we saw the Warriors last year get absolutely decimated and destroyed by the Lakers in a second-round playoff series where they got punked and they had no answers defensively. It kind of seems like the Warriors are kind of in a similar boat again this year. Like, maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe it's just the, you know, the tip of the tongue in early to mid-December where you're like, hey, this team just doesn't seem to have the same it that they once had. Am I jumping a gun here on the Warriors? Green's out of control. They don't play any defense. Not the same pop offense. I, I just don't feel like it's the same Warrior team, Raheem. I don't. This Warriors team is dead as fried chicken. I, it almost feels like you're watching Draymond Green melt down. He's on the verge of breaking the text record from Rashid Wallace. And when you look at this Warriors team, the most troubling thing is that we know that Draymond Green and Steph Curry, that combination has been deadly. Well, in 766 possessions, this team is being outscored by 5.3 points per one possessions with Steph Curry and Draymond Green on the floor. They're not finding consistency offensively. They're not finding it defensively. This team is headed for a devastating exit in the postseason this year. One of those young teams is going to take them out. And I hate to say it, but this might be the last year you see Draymond Green with the Warriors because I know that that act is running thin. Well, I can understand it, right, House? I mean, if I was Steve Kerr, I'd be sick and tired of the nonsense. And I know what he means to the team. I know he's a heart and soul guy. He's got to he's got to be on better behavior here. He's going to have a lot of time to think about it because he has a lengthy suspension coming up here. The play uh, of him punching Nurkic, that it, it, it's just a bridge too far. I think he's he is uh, going to be suspended for, for quite a while. I'm actually on FanDuel right now. The bet that I like, in fact, I love, is the Warriors under 45 and a half wins. You can still oh, play a regular it. season win total. I love it. Love it. It's minus 128 right now. I'm laying it. This, this to, to Dream's point, this uh, Warriors team is, has, the NBA has moved by it. They don't have the size to compete. They can't play defense. They don't play defense. And Draymond is a, is a crucial cog. He's about to miss a whole bunch of games. I would get on that FanDuel Sportsbook right now and get that minus 128 price for under 45 and a half if you can do it. Oh, I absolutely love it. And, and to House's point, you're going clean in the glass right now. They have the Warriors projected at 42 wins. So at 45, I'm in it to win it. So we're out on the Warriors. Um, Raheem, quickly, Clippers, I know they're your boys. They've been hot lately, 7-3 in their last 10. Uh, same old Clippers, or are you, are you seeing something different with this team? 
oh, this Clippers team is absolutely rolling. And it, the big reason why is because you look at the player Kawhi Leonard, 28 points per game, almost six rebounds, five assists, 60% from the field, 51% from three over the last five games. There's a reason why this team has won five straight. The offensive, like the, the starting lineup is putting it together. Tyron Lue, he's always been good with top-notch talent. I think this is a team that you can't quit, and they're going to challenge for the Western Conference if they stay healthy. Wow, Hush, you ready to buy in? He just said the magic words, if they stay healthy. It's really the only thing that, that that's limiting this team. They're third in the Western Conference in differential. They're only behind uh, Minnesota and Oklahoma City, ahead of Denver in terms of net differential. So they're getting it done. The five-game winning streak is impressive. They figured out how to assimilate James Harden. Um, and it does uh, absolutely begin and end with Kawhi Leonard. Tell me how many more games Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are going to play for the rest of the season. Then I'll tell you the wager to make. Their win total sitting at 46 and a half. That feels like exactly the right number. I faded them at the outset of the season. Uh, so I think I'm just going to sit tight with that bet and let nature take its course because nature has taken its course with those two guys many times over the last handful of years, fellas. Totally fair. History on your side with that one. We'll come back, wrap up East Coast Bias, Best Bets, Week 15, right after this. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right, let's wrap it up. Best bets, week 15. Joe House. I'm starting with you, big boy. What do you like on the board? Well, I have a teaser, uh, and we talked about this on the Monday show. The, the L.A. Rams are sitting there laying only six and a half points against my C-words. This is an absolute must-win position for the Rams. I actually like the over in that game, but let me tease the Rams from six and a half down to a half point. And then the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the interesting thing is people are plowing in to the Bills because this line was at two and a half, now down to one and a half, but I still love the teaser leg, taking the Dallas Cowboys from uh, getting one and a half up to seven and a half. That's my uh, best bet teaser. Cowboys plus seven and a half, Rams minus a half. Let's rock. I like it. Dream, what do you got? Best bet week 15. I'm going to stay with that same game. I like the Commanders Rams over 49. You look at the Washington Commanders, they've gone over the total in four straight games. Longest streak in the league. This Commanders defense, they can't stop anybody. They traded a lot of those guys away. 32nd in EPA for play. Dead last and drop back EPA for play. You look at this Rams team. 31 points against the Ravens. 36 points against the Browns. 37 points against the Cardinals. It's not slowing down. Let's go over. I think the Rams probably put up 40 themselves, and then the commanders can do what they do to try to help out. I like that. I got two for you guys. I know I'm cheating here and I'm breaking the rules. I want to throw a tease in there. I like the Rams, and I like the Chiefs. Tease both of those bad boys down. The Chiefs are not losing to the New England Patriots, and the Rams are not losing to the Washington Commanders. But my best bet of the week, it might be an emotional hedge. It might be siding head over heart. 
the Jets getting eight and a half points is just way too many points against the Miami Dolphins. The Jets should be able to get after Tua. The Miami Dolphins with all sorts of issues on the offensive line. That is going to be an ugly game. That is going to be a gross game. They are talking about bad weather in South Florida. Believe it or not, heavy rains, maybe some thunderstorms. That'll be a slop fest. Miami probably wins ugly. There's no way in the world they're covering eight and a half points. J-E-T-S, cover, cover, cover. That's going to wrap it up for this Thursday edition of East Coast Bias. For Raheem Palmer, Joe House, John Jastrzemski, we will be back on Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern. we got a lot more winners coming your way. Cousin Sal will be with us. It'll be Ringer Wise, guys. You want to check it out? We'll be back next week. Enjoy all the football. Good job, Oregon Warrior. Be good, everybody. Must be 21 and up and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, Kentucky, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts. Or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York.